open roads, usually while some big-haired, loose-moraled female repaired her lipstick in the rearview mirror. The boys had been raised in a small three-bedroom house behind the garage. The original shop was gone now, torn down and replaced by a bigger, more modern space with eight bays. The yard behind the garage had been cleaned up, The old cars and junked parts had been towed away long ago. The house was the same, though. Same roses their mama had planted. Same patches of dirt and grass beneath the towering elm. Same concrete porch and the same screen door that needed a good dose of WD-40. The house had just been given a fresh coat of paint, inside and out. The same white color as before, The only real difference was that Jack now lived there alone. Seven years ago, Billy had married Rhonda Valencia and had happily given up his wild ways for domestic bliss. As far as anyone in town could recall, Jack had never been tempted to give up his wild ways. As far as they knew, he'd never met a woman who'd made him want a one-on-one. A forever but they didn't know everything. Jack made his way to his office at the rear of the garage and closed the door. He stuck the check in a desk drawer and pulled out his chair. Before he'd purchased the 54 Corvette, he'd searched out her history, then flown to California to inspect her, to make sure there wasn't any serious damage to the structural integrity of the car. Searching the history of a vehicle, Finding replacement parts and restoring it compelled him and kept at him until the vehicle was once again perfect, fixed, better, whole. Penny Cribbs, Jack's secretary, walked into his office and handed him the day's mail. I'm leaving to get my hair done, she reminded him. Jack looked up at the wispy black pile on top of Penny's head. He'd gone through all twelve years of school with Penny, and he'd played on the football team with her husband, Leon. He rose and set the mail on his desk. You going to get yourself beautiful for me? She had rings on just about every finger and long pink nails that curled like claws. He'd often wondered how she typed without hitting extra keys, or managed to put on all that mascara without poking out an eye. He didn't even want to think about her wrapping her hand around Leon's Johnson. The thought sent a shiver down his backside. Of course, she said through a smile. You know you've always been my first love. Yeah, he knew. In the third grade, Penny told him she loved him. Then she'd kicked him in the shin with her black patent leather shoes. He'd always figured he didn't need that kind of loving. Don't tell Leon. Oh, he knows. She waved a hand and moved to the door, leaving a trail of perfume in her wake. He also knows that I would never get involved with you. Jack folded his arms across his chest and leaned his butt against the edge of his desk. Why's that? Because you treat women like an anorexic treats a Whitman sampler. You nibble here and nibble there, Maybe you take a few bites, but you never eat one whole. Jack laughed. 
I think there are a few women who could set you straight on that. Penny wasn't amused. You know what I mean, she said over her shoulder as she walked out the door. Yeah, he knew what she meant. Like most women, Penny thought he should be married, raising children, and driving an SUV. But as far as Jack was concerned, he figured his younger brother had taken care of that task for both of them. Billy had three daughters ranging in age from six months to five years. They lived on a quiet cul-de-sac with a swing set in the backyard, and Rhonda drove a Tahoe, the alternative choice of soccer moms everywhere. With all those nieces, Jack felt no pressure to bring another parish into the world. He was Uncle Jack, and that suited him just fine. He returned to his chair and unbuttoned his cuffs.